Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on the Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel, the post up on 5R, hosted by Royal Shepherd with the rest of the crew, is going on as we speak. You can catch them for a different perspective as soon as you finish listening to this, of course. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E. That's where you find Brady Hawk's stories and the rest of the stories in our network, not just on the Heat, but on the other teams in town. The Panthers go down 3-1 in their series today. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes our friends at Miami Grill. You'd be feeling a little bit better right now if you had some of that. Because the only thing better than cheering on your Miami Heat is doing it with your favorite wings. Miami Grill's got you covered. Bring home a platter of your faves to share for the next game. Game two coming up on Monday. Just how you like them. Crispy, grilled, naked, or boneless, and sauce of perfection. One of three new sauces. That's mango habanero. Honey Garlic and Nashville Hot. If you can't decide, get them all delivered with a catering order. There's more than just wings, too. Order for the whole fam with cheesesteaks, gyros, burgers, and more. And don't forget, for a limited time, you can also get your Miami Grill collectible cup featuring artwork by four different Winwood Mural Fest artists. Collect all four, buy yours for $2.99, or upgrade your meal deal to a larger size for $2.99 and get more fries and the cup. Order online or in person. Pick up drive-through, dine-in, and delivery available at all locations. I got a couple right here in Fort Lauderdale. Visit MyMiamiGrill.com for more details. Miami Grill, if you're craving it, they're making it. And now, today's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander. Part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's the floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. I got Alex Toledo. Alex, you can find him at Tropical Blanket. Greg Sylvander at Greg Sylvander. Alex is popping in and out on the calls along with Brady right now. After the Miami Heat lose 109 to 107 to the Milwaukee Bucks in game one of their first round series. Game goes to overtime. Jimmy Butler who had a horrible night from the field, does make a driving layup at the buzzer to send the game to overtime. Miami has chances in the overtime, but can't finish. Some sloppy play down the stretch of the game. The overall numbers that we'll talk about here, Goran Dragic leads the Heat with 25. He was basically bubble Goran, 10 of 17 from the field, 5 of 10 from three. Duncan Robinson, 7 of 13, all from three for 24 points. So 49 points from Robinson and from Dragic. But the two stars, Jimmy Butler, did make the last shot of of regulation. Four of 22 from the field, including two of nine from three. Season high, nine three-point attempts and six turnovers, obscuring what was otherwise numerically a good game, 17, 10, and eight. And Bam Adebayo, four of 15 from the floor, one free throw attempt. He did finish with nine points, 12 rebounds, five assists, and three steals. On the other side, Giannis with 26, 18, and 5. Chris Middleton with what ended up being the game winner, 27, 6, and 6. Is it this simple, Greg? If Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo play better, the Heat win. I mean, that is the most simple way to go about this, but I I have to be really honest. Like Walking away from this game, although it's one that that definitely a heat fan or myself would say, gosh, that was so close. They should have got that one. Like Middleton made a contested shot. He made a a tough shot and they won. And and sometimes that's how games go. Bam and Jimmy didn't shoot. Well, 
Uh, I mean, a combined, I think they're shooting like 22% from the field. I don't think that's going to continue. Um, so like ultimately I was expecting Milwaukee to kind of come out and blitz Miami and try to get to that high scoring stuff. And it was not that type of game. So I actually am leaving this feeling pretty confident um, in terms of that this team is not outclassed by Milwaukee in any uh, sense at all, because Jimmy and Bam are going to get better. I think these teams are even, Alex, honestly. I, I really think they're even. I, I, I think that there are certain things that we knew that Milwaukee does better, which is they're going to dominate the paint. They're going to make it hard in the paint on defense, and they're going to be really good in the paint on offense. We saw that. Uh, we, there are other things that Miami does better. But, but let's break down the two guys who struggled today because, to me, one of the two is more concerning. <laughs> I, I, I don't think we're going to see this from Jimmy again. I, I didn't like some of the decision-making. I don't like the early clock threes at all. I, I all almost the threes. like he was tired and just trying to kind of burn the possessions. But with that being said, some of the decision-making, not calling the timeouts, which was weird at the end of the game. I don't know what they were saving those for. I don't know what Jimmy was saving those for. But to me, the bigger issue is Bam. I mean, they can't win this series if if Brooke Lopez or whoever's guarding him is going to drop off five or six feet and he's going to pump fake, pump fake, pump fake or not look at the basket. I mean, I, I mean, there was one possession that I got texts from three different people who follow this team closely who are not reporters. But like, what the hell is he doing? Like, I, I, I mean... We've had this conversation a million times, but I mean, it's game one of the playoffs, Alex. It's got to happen now. I agree. It was disappointing to see this happen again. And uh, I don't know if you listened to the show that me and Leif did with Brady. Uh, it was Heat offense versus Bucks defense. And so at some point in that show, I projected that at some point in the series, whether early on or not, and I had a feeling it would be early on, that we will be frustrated with Bam and that this is going to be the conversation again because we know that they're going to drop so deep far, deep and far back that Bam knows and the shooters know that that shot is going to be there. And so the balance shifts and there's not, it's not really a balance anymore. It's just like Bam never really develops the rhythm that he's supposed to. He's just, he's just kind of looking for the shooters all day, which he's really good at. And it's good that, you know, you got the shooters going. You feel good that, you know, the, they kind of kept you in the game offensively other than Jimmy's free throws and, playmaking and, and whatever but to me it's just like there's no excuse for what he did offensively e even if he wasn't able to get in rhythm like I think they should they should adjust for that going forward but even despite that like the hesitancy I thought we you know we got him past that a little bit you know like all that space really though he didn't get the free throw attempts like you said there and it's like Jimmy got to the line what was it 10 times but you know what I will say if and I know we don't do a single game uh, plus minus is like something that's really indicative, but I think Jimmy was minus nine or something like that. And Bam was plus five, which yeah, was, I noticed I that. I noticed that at halftime and I, I decided not to pay attention to plus minus the rest of the game. I, you know, he needs to take the jumper when it's there. Cause they're giving him the jumper instead of him <laughs> taking like a step or two in to take a tested floater just... over a bigger, longer dude. Like, I just don't understand He's making it. things harder on himself. Then there like, was the oh, other. Also, did it like make things easier for Bam? Like, that's why, like, it, it's so indicative of this season. It's like, not only is it Bam's fault for the hesitancy, like the, he needs to take the shots that are there for him instead of forcing tougher ones and, and just kind of overthinking, but Spo, like that's got to be adjusted, man. Like, well, it's, got it's got, it's got to be adjusted, Lopez. Alex, but Lopez garden space. Like I'm, 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 past I'm, not, I'm not defending Bam. I'm just I, saying I'm, like, no. you got to help him out a little bit, man. I, the, he's helped him out. Look, I, I, I <laughs> there are things that Eric What's, did in okay, this game. What if, 
I don't need to go forth you, but what if I pose this question to you? What is Bam's best thing on offense other than uh, um, playmaking? When it comes to scoring, is it not like him rolling to the rim and, and his general lob threat? I just but, think but there's also but that. there's also Alex, there's also the That's opportunity. That's how you go at Brook Lopez. It's okay. not the jumper. Okay, there's also the opportunity. He had a hook shot early in the third quarter where he went quick, and that is there for him sometimes. And oh, look, absolutely. He is using this is a text I got literally from someone who works for the heat. Okay. I got a text. Bam needs to stop trying to get Duncan open as well as Duncan was playing and use Duncan to get himself open. Okay. That's from coming from inside the house, Alex. Text to Spo, not to not to Ethan Skolnick. They need to text that to Spo in, in the middle of the game. I I, I just it, you know I'm not a I'm, I don't I don't hate on Spo ever. I, I I'm just a little bit frustrated with you know some of the way they used him like make Brook Lopez guard in space. But whatever, Bam needed to take Even those jumpers out. Even if that happens, there. Alex. Okay, no, I don't no, I don't disagree there. We're, we're gonna let Greg back in here at some point, but Alex, let me ask you this question, okay? It's playoff time. My bad. Do you think? Do you think? That if they do that, that Bam will be aggressive even with that, because I have my. That's doubts. how he gets into his rhythm. I Jimmy or, Butler literally had to. Out. Jimmy that's Butler how- had to scream at him to take a shot. Okay, and I'm again, yeah. I'm not well, saying Jimmy. That, how about he scream for him? I just somebody needs to scream for him. No, but okay. like tr- truthfully, like there and I'm and I was too. I'm just saying, you know, I, like, I, I was absolutely defending Bam Adebayo early on in the game, but as the game went on, there were absolutely moments where you can't deny that he was just being um, not as aggressive, not looking at the basket, and and like you said, the shots are there. All that is is there. That what jumped out to me is the way that Jimmy was so pointed in his mm-hmm. frustration towards Bam in this particular game. Uh, you know, Bam, I mean, Jimmy had his own struggles and stuff like that. So I feel like it was a, absolutely a game where Bam should have been picking up the slack in that kind of way. And so it's just um, the thing with, and I just to provide a little perspective as we pivot from this topic is that Bam tends to, after a game like today, come back and play much better the next game against the Lakers, against the Celtics, yeah, even Milwaukee. Greg, Greg I, but here's my thing. We've had the same conversation all season. They had a week. Everybody knew this was going to be a storyline. And I just, I'll ask both of you this. And then I do want to move on from it because there were other things to get to in this game. Okay. We got a whole 48 hours to dissect this. But can you name the game this season that Jimmy didn't play well and Bam picked them up? Give me the game. No. That speaks for it. Let's get to the next topic here. All right. Let's get to some of the stuff down the stretch. Okay. Um, they ended up tying the game. I have no idea how, because I, I, I mean, I, to me, they fumbled away the last two minutes of the game. I, I don't understand some of the decision-making and some of it was Jimmy not calling the timeout there. When he got tied up, they had two timeouts left. It looked like Eric was frustrated. And then on the other end, again, they escaped it. Okay. In large part, because Giannis can't make a damn free throw, which I said before the series was going to be an issue here. And of course, Jimmy missed one at the end too. Okay. Usually he doesn't, or it hasn't recently. But then also, like, the not fouling Giannis until, like, they let, Nine like, seconds, seven seconds yeah. run off the court before Jimmy fouled him. Like, what, what's going I don't understand. Like, it's not heat-like to me. Yeah. No, there was a little bit of scattered play there that I feel like um, got everybody out of their element. And, and there were some missed opportunities and timing was off. And, like, you know, you're supposed to know, you know, score and time and all that stuff. And it just didn't feel that way. But um, I, I guess I'll just say that 
when you look at this game, Milwaukee made enough mistakes to me to where I feel like they're going to be able to make the right adjustments and hang with this team. I did not walk away from this game saying like, even despite the way Bam played, I did not walk away saying like, Oh no, like this is going to be a long series for Miami. Like Miami is here in the middle of this series. And um, I, I just don't see that much separation between these two teams. And I think Jimmy and Bam get closer to their regular selves and the inefficient uh, shooting from the Milwaukee players. I mean, they're going to get that kind of usage from those guys. And if they're, if they're not efficient all series, I still think Miami is a good shot here. I don't think Miami's outclassed Alex. Like I, I don't, I don't, I think, I think they're, I think these teams are even to be honest. I think Milwaukee Anning drew has made these teams even, I don't think it's made Milwaukee significantly better. I just, We've seen issues with the Heat's late-game execution all year. That was not as much an issue last season. Coop, Cooper Moorhead has documented this at Heat.com, that their clutch play is not where it was last year. And, and a lot of it seems to be mental, uh, right? I mean, it, it, it just seems to be mistakes down the stretch. See, the thing that Coop has also, has also done a good job documenting regarding the, the clutch stuff is that they were also this bad in the regular season last year. Now where it changed was the playoffs. They ranked like first or second or something like that in, in crunch time. And uh, both this regular season and last regular season, they were in the bottom three. So that, I don't know what that means. Uh, today, like there was so many, like I, I cannot begin to go through all the, the stuff that bothered me. And again, I'm just, you know, kind of nitpicking at stuff as somebody who doesn't have to go through the ebbs and flows of a game. I understand like there's stuff that's hard to quantify as, as, as stuff is going fast. But one of the things for that from the whole, from the start to finish of the game, especially just not being adjusted in crunch time was Middleton. He's the only guy mm -hmm. from Milwaukee that ever kills you consistently. Mm -hmm. You know, since like 2015, when he hit that game winner, like that's exactly what I thought of when he hit this shot. And, and I thought Duncan that, still did a good job on him. Mm -hmm. Duncan did a good job. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not even going to say that Duncan did a bad job on him there. I just think like, why isn't Jimmy Butler guarding him? You know, and I understand wanting Jimmy to be a help defender all, all game. Like I know I why Jimmy Butler's not guarding him. You, you, you want me to answer the question? Because Jimmy asked off? for Giannis. Yeah, he said that's the guy I'm guarding. But he, listen, he, Middleton was 10. That's how you give up rebounds. But like, I just. And Ariza got 12 rebounds. So that's why he stayed on the court. Because I kind of thought Tyler should have been in the game late instead of a guy like Ariza. Because another uh, shooter that, that kind of started to feel like you were he was getting going, uh, you know, towards the end. They couldn't afford to do it on defense. I, we're going to talk about the guards and the late game stuff, but but I got I got two things here that we'll touch on before the break. One is Jimmy wanted Giannis. Okay, I mean that I'm just telling you, I know that for a fact. He wanted to guard Giannis. Is when you see what happened to Jimmy on the other end, right, where he's settling for threes, he shoots four of twenty two. Is is that a bad idea to have him guarding Giannis? In other words, is that taking too much out of him to be guarding Giannis? especially early in the game. About the rest of the defense. And besides the fact that you can get in foul trouble guarding Giannis because, you know, he just got – I felt like he got all the calls he wanted tonight. Uh, <laughs> that's me being objective. But really, <laughs> Jimmy Butler, like, if he is guarding Giannis, what does it do to the rest of your defense? Yeah. Like, it, it's just, everything it, – it just seems off to me. Like, I, I like that he wants to take on that challenge. And physically, like, he can front him and do a good job on him. I, I don't doubt that. It's just like, Why? Why don't you guard the guy who is literally lighting you up? Like he is, what, what did Middleton finish? Like 10 of 19? 10 yeah. of 22. He wasn't efficient. I mean. Efficient enough. Efficient, efficient enough. Compared compared to the rest you're of the right. Team. And, and here's the one thing, I'll, and, and we'll end here, I guess, on, on this particular topic. If Jimmy is going to take on the Giannis assignment, 
that is going to drain him of energy on the offensive end. So I don't know how that will manifest itself. I don't think it's going to be this kind of shooting every single game, but it's going to take its toll. That is the moment, Ethan, back to your original point. You asked the the question, if Bam is not getting the Giannis assignment in this series, Mm -hmm. buddy, you got to go crazy. Like that's just how it is. Like that's it. You got the max contract. Like I hate to be the guy to say it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You guys know I'm no ceiling, but if if Jimmy has the Giannis assignment, this has to be a BAM offensive series. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't think he views it that way. And I, we'll, we'll talk about that more after the break. I want to get into the guard play, which it, for a couple of guys was excellent. For one was okay. And for one, I thought was pretty awful. So we'll touch on that uh, here in a second. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about a great sponsor, the Five Reasons Sports Network. They sponsor a lot of the stuff on our YouTube channel. That's Biscayne Bay Brewing, the only independent brewery in South Florida. They're building a tap house right there in Miami, walking distance from the arena. God, I wish that thing was open now, but we're looking at about a month away they're the official beer of the miami marlins and five reasons sports they got the pastime pilsner the tropical bay ipa the marlins lager and the miami pale ale make sure you ask for it by name they've got it now at many of the convenience stores the grocery stores and also the restaurants of south florida biscayne bay brewing has been one of our uh elite sponsors here for a while we appreciate you supporting them and supporting us so check it out again independent miami base that's what you want to be supporting not somebody that's coming in here from out of town Biscayne Bay Brewing. All right, let's get to the guards, guys. And then I do want to get to some of the decision-making down the stretch because Spolstra unveiled some lineups that, even if it was only for a defensive possession or two, that we hadn't really seen a lot of. Uh, Here, again, I mentioned the guards. Dragic had 25 on 10 of 17 shooting. Duncan 
24, seven of 13, all from three. None was four of 10. Uh, Greg, we missed on our prize picks there because he never got back in the game. He ended, yeah. he ended up with, with 15 total fantasy points. He needed 17. So we missed on that. He only played 20, 23 minutes, which is a light. Really surprising. Him. Yeah. And Tyler Hero uh, played 19 minutes, two of 10 from the floor, two of five from three. One sort of weird stat in this game that you're going to hear is that the Heat were 20 of 50 from three, which is 40%, which is going to win you games 90% of the time. Yeah. They were 16 of 49 from two. Disgusting. That's 31, 32% from two. Okay. I mean, that's, that's hard to do against. I mean, no matter how good a team is defensively. And I'll also say this, guys. I know this was talked about a little on the pods. Brooke Lopez doesn't get enough love. He's a very good interior defender. Um, and so, I mean, you're really talking about four elite defenders in their starting lineup. But let's get into the guards here. We, we talked all year. Are you going to get Bubble Goron? Are you going to get Bubble Goron? He was the best player on the team today, I thought. <laughs> I mean, I know Duncan was tremendous, had that great uh, late three where he's sort of off one leg, moving the wrong direction in a pressure situation. But Goron kept them in this game. He 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 sort of set the pace for them. He was five of ten from three. He was getting to his spots. I also thought this is one of the best defensive games I've seen Goran Dragic play in a long time. He was attacking off the ball. He was quick with his hands. He wasn't getting bullied. Like I, I do feel, Greg, when you talk about optimism for this team, that's the. No- I mean, I thought Duncan will have games, and he's going to have games. Maybe not like today, but like if you get that Goran you know, with the the rest that they're going to have, you know, they don't have back to backs in the playoffs. Like they can make a run. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess this is the the overarching theme of this game. And um, it, it's it's fairly obvious, but I think it's just need, it needs to be acknowledged. If Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo just play to their averages, not great games, just averages scoring, uh, and Goran plays like this, the Heat are going to be fine. If they shoot anywhere in the neighborhood of 40%, they can even take a two couple percentage points down from that. They're going to be okay in this series. Milwaukee looked vulnerable from the free throw line. They looked not confident at the free throw line as a team. Even their good free throw shooters like Brooke Lopez. I think he missed one late that, that uh, I think that that kind of stuff can get contagious a little bit. Uh, 17 turnovers. I just feel like that they're beatable. So like as much as we hate the way that this ended, they're beatable. Alex, go through the guys. Um, Goran, Duncan, Nunn. And hero quickly. Which what did you like and what didn't you like? Well, look, Goran to me obviously was a standout. He was your most consistent offensive player the whole game, as far as you know, just putting numbers on the board, right, and keeping them there. Other than Duncan, I think them them two were the ones really them keep keep keeping them in, and that has a lot to do with everything that we talked about. Uh, you know, heading into the series is just how far back their bigs drop back on the screen, and every single time they're getting those looks that they want, like. Duncan gets comfy early on from that. And we know he has games where uh, he's just not as good as you want him to be, but that's going to be there for him every time. And then the same can be said about Goron, except instead of as a movement shooter on ball and off the dribble. And that's where you want Goron to really succeed is on the dribble. You want him to be, you know, that extra shot creator, that extra scorer playmaker for you. And that's what he is when Brooke Lopez or Bobby Portis is on the floor, because he knows that, you know, you set him up with a screen there, and if they don't play up, like, that shot is going to be there, and he has the confidence to take it and to know when to take it. And there was a couple times there where he hesitated, and I thought he did not do a good job of uh, trying to hit Bam on the roll. Like, it was just amazing to me. I understand the Bucks' interior defense is awesome, and that is their whole game plan, by the way. 
And I think we got to talk about that as like a, a narrative for the series is keeping the heat ineffective from the paint and just kind of being like, well, if you're going to just shoot us to death, go ahead and do that. Because to me, it was just like, I was kind of surprised. They were more aggressive guarding Duncan last year in the playoffs than I saw in this one game. And given it's only one game, you know, Bud might adjust, but that's not really what he's known for. <laughs> None was fine. Tyler was bad for most of the game. Other than that one stretch he had, I want to say, you know, in the fourth quarter, in the beginning of the fourth or, or late third. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But to me, like, these guys are going to have the opportunities to redeem themselves. Those shots are going to be there. To me, it's going to be about striking a balance between finding some sort of rim pressure and the shooting because Bam was just, you know, like if your only rim pressure is Jimmy, it's just not enough. And I really do think it's the Bucks' game plan to keep the heat uh, out of the pain. And they're just kind of betting that, you know, as long as we keep Jimmy and Bam ineffective, these guys uh, are not going to kill us because look how much, how, how many uh, points did the Bucks get in the paint? I mean, they, they outscored them by 30 in the paint, didn't they? I mean, I thought, I mean, it's, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the game right there. That's right, the game. Well, well, it is. I mean, you go 20 or 50 from three, you should win. I mean, that's, it's really the way that this goes. Um, I, Greg, I want to get to your point here in a second. I mentioned prizepicks.com. A lot of people signed up today based on our advice. I apologize for that, but use the code five F I V E and you'll get that matching uh, bonus. You can Everybody do that throughout the series. It's the way to play daily fantasy. Uh, just the Kendrick Nunn. You know, sometimes when the number's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Um, but let's get into the closing lineup uh, here and kind of what happened. Because we know that no matter how he's playing, Bam's going to be on the court. We know, obviously, Jimmy's going to be on the court. Uh, the other three were primarily Dragic, who I don't – I think Goran's going to be a closing pretty much every game, yeah. right? I mean, so that's automatic now. Which, which means that you're talking about two other spots. I'll just ask you this. Who, who played better in your view today? Because the Jay Crowder thing's going to get some buzz now. Who played better in your view today, Ariza or Iguodala, Greg? Oh, Trevor Ariza. Um, I think that the rebounding, the defense, uh, the timely three-point shot, I think that like mm -hmm. sometimes that kind of stuff needs to be taken into account because we sure have done that with Iguodala along these last you know year and a half. So I, I would definitely say Ariza, uh, you know, he played 38 minutes, so he's, he's getting the lion's share of that time. So he essentially is heat fans. He is Jay Crowder in this series. Like that's a hundred percent his role. Um, and so, you know, when you look Except at what not Jay to Crowder, Giannis as much, that's the thing. That's, that's the true. So like you but should you think, get him though. He, he did, he did, but not as much as Jay did. Right. Okay. I mean, uh, I, I just thought late in the game that, um, when the heat needed a bucket that just to have a little, a few more options on the court in terms of a three um, would have been an interesting play. I mean, they still, it all worked out where it was a defensive possession. So I'm kind of splitting hairs there. And it's just cause hero looked like he got his legs under his shot late in the yeah. second half. And I, I hope that that carries over to the next game. So yeah, that, that's I, where I, I still don't, I, I, I still don't trust. I, I don't know. I'm just not at the stage with him where I trust him to carry over. I no, and not. good point. I mean, even Kendrick got buried today. So you see yeah. now Spo, like Ethan, you've highlighted this, that, yeah, they go nine. Well, it could turn it into eight. Well, it could also shrink to six real quick. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I've always noticed about Spolster through the years that uh, sometimes has worked, but sometimes has not. Remember, this team was excellent in overtime last year, particularly, you know, the first sort of three, four months of the season. They were like eight and one at one point. But he has this thing, Alex, where the guys he plays for the final six minutes of the game, he just rolls those five in overtime. He doesn't sub. He will just roll them. And I, I, I have felt consistently that that backfires. Um, 
that it's just, I don't know, other guys get out of the mix and they get buried completely. Like you mentioned, you know, Kendrick, Tyler were the two guys, I guess, tonight. Um, he basically rolled six, right, with a little bit of Iguodala mixed in. That was it. Yeah, pretty much. And you're right. He's he's always tended to do that. And I know you know that better than any, any of us here. But, like, I low-key would have done the same thing if I was in the same position. Like, that's the five that I'm comfortable with right now, especially with the way Guan was looking in this game. And I just think he's going to be able to replicate you know, not necessarily uh, scoring in the 20s every night, but just being able to be effective as a drop killer. Because I really do believe, like, that's his role. They need somebody to be that pull-up threat. You know, Kendrick does that a little bit too, but Goron is more of a playmaker. And I just think he, you know, when it comes down to it, that's who you want in crunch time. He's a fighter. He he does not back down. And he was even making plays on defense, getting stops on defense, you know, I could not be proud of Goron, like given the context, everything we know that's happened with him in the past year since the bubble, the short turnaround, all the injuries, I, I'm proud of him. But really, like, I, I agree with you guys. I don't think there's a huge difference between the Bucks and the Heat in the beginning of this game. And as the game went on, I felt more and more confident about my pick, <laughs> about picking the Heat to win this series. It's just like how, you know, they're better than last year, but how much better, right? right. Like they went from, you know, what, we, what are we talking about? A team that almost got swept, really, to now being a team that can really give this team uh, a, a real competition. And I think this this could easily go six or seven games now, if, if I had to guess. And to me, it's just like any other game, like, do you guys think that this is going to be a recurring problem? Is Jimmy and Bam not being able to give you enough of scores? Because that's kind of what the Bucks are. Not, no. Not, like, not I, I'm Jimmy. not saying it's going to be this bad, but... Is this going to be the recurring problem? I, I, I don't know if Bam's going to be the recurring problem. I don't think Jimmy's going to be the recurring problem. I, I, I think that Jimmy Jimmy got to his spots in the first half and just they weren't going down. I mean, I, but with Bam, it's, it's mindset. With Jimmy, it's not mindset. I feel like Jimmy will continue to get to those spots and some of those will go down. I didn't like some of the early clock threes. I, I just don't like them for him. Like I didn't like them for Dwayne. Okay, but I, I do think that he, he got to his spots He'll dig in on it. I, I believe he'll get to the line more early, and I believe he'll be better, okay? With Bam, I don't know. I will say this, Alex, to your point, okay? And I do know we want to wrap here soon, but, like, to, to your point, one of the reasons we felt that the Bucks closed the gap on the Heat was because Goran Dragic was no longer the Goran Dragic he was last year. And today he was exactly the Goran Dragic he was last year. And if the Heat get even, I don't know. A great matchup for him. It, it, right. And if they get like, I don't know, I'm mean, not going to get it every game, but if they get it in, say, four of the six games in this series, they probably can win this series. It'll because be I, I, as, as good as Drew is, okay, he doesn't really impact the game offensively. I mean, he doesn't change what you do offensively. That He's good. He's good. But they need what he brings, though. They need it. Remember, we talked about Absolutely. last year, the shot creator. Well, it's like Oladipo, okay? And to a certain degree, what Oladipo was supposed to be for the Heat. He, he does add that, but I'm just saying he's he's not – Drew Holiday is not someone that you just like, okay, that when the Bucks don't have anything else going, just let him cook, okay? I, 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 don't, I don't think the Heat view him that That's way. That's the matchup you give up. Right. And, and I, I also – and just like I think to a certain degree you give up Brooke, but, but I, I, Chris Middleton is the guy that the Heat need to have an answer for because at times over the past, as you guys have mentioned, five, six years, they've not really had an answer for him, and he goes under the radar 
a lot. And he's really, really good. <laughs> he's, you know, he hasn't been as efficient against Miami, but he's an efficient player. Typically the smaller guy on him. It's food. Like it's yeah. that simple. Yeah. He knows how to play. I mean, it's just really that simple. And, and he's known how to play against the heat for a long time. But you also, you look at, you look at the Bucks bench, not a lot today. Portis was okay. Um, you know, Bryn Forbes didn't hurt them. I, I just, I, I do think that they can win this series. To me, it's bam. I, it ha, it's he's he's got to be better. Yes, Alex. Let's close it out. It's perfect that you mentioned that because that's what my question is about. And this is I'm saying this out of curiosity, not even trying to like defend Bam here at all. But I'm just I, I I'm gonna ask you guys: Did at any point during this game did you see them run any type of action where a guard or a Duncan is running a screen while Bam has the ball at the free throw line or below? Because no. to me, that's. <laughs> I can't recall an action, but unfortunately, like, because we have all of these other signposts of plays where he could have been aggressive and taken a short jumper and we know he can make that shot and we right. need him to, to show that kind of level of aggression and he didn't take that, it kind of, it was like, if he was making the most of those possessions, well, then let's run plays for him. But if he's not even going to make you. the most and look at the basket, like, let's go elsewhere. But he's their second best player, so I just believe, like, when yeah, you, I just in, he doesn't in the middle of a playoff player game, offensive. the big picture shit goes out the window. Spolster is trying to win that game. Right. And, and, and my thing is on this. I, I'm with you. Spolster will feed a guy who is showing him that he's playing with that level of aggression. And if he if he if, if Bam is taking that jumper, if he's taking guys off the dribble and he has an opportunity, he will get him more opportunities. Alex, we got we got four. They only run plays for him as a facilitator. Like, like what just, are we doing? He's I'm, your second I'm so, max guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pump fake, pump fake, pump fake with Brooke Lopez five I'm not feet defending behind Bam. him. Okay. I promise you, I'm not defending Bam. I'm I, just saying, like it for what? Okay, think about any other team. Their second best player is getting plays run for them, and I'm not I, saying run the office through Bam. I'm just saying don't only use him as a passer. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like I don't but, think that's. But, but he has he options. I mean, this is like saying that like Lamar Jackson has a run pass option, no, and he you're, played not, you're not telling him to pass. I mean, he's making the choice to run. Like I, I, I just with the gameplay that they played on offense, he played poorly. I'm just saying, like <laughs> sometimes they need to help him out a little bit. He played. I, he did play poorly. It just I'm, I'm for no other guy. Jamal Murray or any other second guy that you can come up with, you know, they're getting those plays, man. Run 48 to hours to go. Bye, Alex. Hey, Brooke Lopez, guard Bam, I'm tired of this, man. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.